you know, thank you for joining us. Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation about the the art of the hustle. This took place at the Art and Equity Summit, uh, where we were focused on empowering Black and Brown uh, artists and art collectors, and really uh, making sure that we as uh, black and brown people get more equity. That's what this conversation was about. And it's about the art of the hustle, how we can uh, not have to depend on the old ways or the old systems, but really look to create and, and, and make new models for ourselves. So please like and subscribe if you if, if you can to our to our podcast. If you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, we obviously love you to subscribe, put it on your notifications. Uh, we're going to go over three separate points that we're going to break down that you're going to hear. Uh, one, you're going to we're going to talk about the opportunities in a post COVID-19 world for artists. Uh, second, we're going to talk about uh, the need to develop your digital persona online as an artist. And then third, we're going to talk about what it means to be an authentic artist and why that's so important to your work. So I hope you really uh, enjoy this. I really enjoyed this conversation and found uh, all of it to be very insightful. If you believe we can change the narrative, if you believe we can change our communities, if you believe we can change the outcomes, then we can change the world. I'm Rob Richardson. Welcome to Disruption Now. Welcome to the Art of the Hustle. The, as part of the Art and Equity Summit, I'm Rob Richardson. With me is Jay Kalagayan with Mess Comics and also my man, Mark Five. Who is? Uh, we're going to talk about the art of the hustle. You know, artists. We like uh, we like to get into our art. People are sensitive about their art and don't often understand and need to understand the grind. So I, I have two artists, art entrepreneurs. I just made that up that we have here, <laughs> right? <laughs> that could, uh, tell you about the grind. Tell you about how they are expanding their art because we want to get through. We do want to address the barriers, and we'll talk about that. But we, what, you know, we want to talk about how to navigate the barriers. If you go through them, go around them, implode them, destroy them, build, build, build your own barriers. I mean, this is what we are discussing: how to go about doing that. And there's no better time, certainly, than right now in 2021, when you look at what's going on here in the world. I'm sure if you're like me and you're thinking about where you were uh, almost a year ago when this COVID stuff started, started, you were like, this is only going to be a few months. (laughs) 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 Oh man. Yes. And then you're like, it's only going to be a couple more months. Yeah. Well, in February, (laughs) you weren't even thinking that it's going to be here. February, you were, you weren't even thinking about it. Whatever. Whatever. Yes. Over there in China. So that's not happening here. here I think think things are totally going to be changed even after it's over. I mean, you remember nine 11, remember when you used to be able to go to the airport, and like, you know, no security. Yep. You can mm-hmm. go right to the gate. We're all old uh, enough to yeah. know. Off, you yeah. know, yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And yeah. yeah. So I think there'll there'll be there'll be changes for good. And Jay, that means yeah. we're old enough to know that because I'm gonna make all of us feel <laughs> old, right? There's a whole new generation. <laughs> you know what the hell you're talking about, right? right. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? It's always well, been you that used way. to go to the gate even though you weren't flying. What? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, crazy. So it is. It seems so far fetched right now. It does. <laughs> it's like another world. Yeah. It does. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I will just say this. So, what is this? That's a good place to start. You look at where we are right now. COVID 19 has been certainly a disruptor, but I believe the more accurate description is that it's been a uh, accelerator. It's accelerated trends that are going, that were already going to occur. That were mm-hmm. the fact is we're having right now a virtual conference. Most people would look would have looked at you side eye at a what do you mean a virtual conference? Uh, no, right? And now everybody's doing it. So 
I believe that it, it's really created, it's accelerated the trends we were already going. Tell me what you think as you think about ARC and you think about what you're doing in the business of art, what do you think new opportunities has been created for emerging artists that may not be able to, at least not initially, get into the traditional paths of galleries, of exhibition, or, at least as you're just starting off? What you, what you guys thought? Anybody jump in? Uh, my immediate instinct is to say that uh, while you still have a local core that you depend upon, geography, the barriers of geography have really just dissolved. And you can find uh, an audience, a fan base, uh, a commission base uh, around the world now, or I mean, at least nationally. But the, the problem is you just need to have focus on that and really develop your brand or as, uh, as Mark was saying earlier, your digital identity, you really need to invest in that uh, and put time in it. Uh, I wish, and I, I think this was pre-COVID, post-COVID, it doesn't matter. I wish that uh, creating the art was even 50% of the battle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even 50%. Well, let's just say 50%. Creating the creation uh, is 50%. And the other 50% is getting it out there. And unfortunately, it, it, for the shy people, this sucks. But uh, getting you out there, you are the artist. Mm. You are the representative of that art. Yeah, what do you think? Absolutely. Um, I, you know... On my side, I, I think one of the shifts, just like what Jay was saying, is uh, so the world shut down, right? <clears throat> you couldn't go to galleries anymore. You couldn't, um, you know, go meet with people. You couldn't invite folks over to show your work. And so it forced you online, right? And so when forcing you online, if you were an artist before and you didn't think about putting your work online or having a website or having a shopping cart or you know, knowing how to send out email blasts to people or, you know, Instagram pages, all those things. Um, it's really pushed that everyone online, right? So you're forced to go into this digital world now where that's the only place that you can really market yourself and get your stuff out to people. And so I think people have, both collectors and the artists are also seeing the benefits of that. And they're realizing that, hmm, I can build really cool relationships with these people because one of the benefits that comes with digital is you may go to a gallery and you may see a piece you like and you buy it from that gallery, but then the relationship stays with the gallery and you as the artist really don't get that relationship, right? And so digital world now, you go to my Instagram page and you like my art, you're like, hey, I like what you're doing here. Send me a you know, DM right? And you jump in my DM and now you're having a conversation with me and you're connected to me. You like the work. You said, okay, I want to purchase that piece. You go purchase that piece, but I'm still connected to you and I can reach out to you. I can still follow you. You can still like what I'm doing. And that relationship changes. So I think it's allowed everyone to be able to have that relationship. And with things like Clubhouse and the new technologies that are coming out, you're having this opportunity now to connect with your audience in ways that you never could and to people that you couldn't before you know um you may be an artist living in la and there's someone in new york that likes your work and you guys can jump on a zoom right there talk about the work show them the work and the person's not comfortable and so people are also because of the challenges that came with the pandemic you're not comfortable in transacting business in a way that you weren't before and i think that's going to cause a shift a complete shift 
where people are not, I think we'll still appreciate the galleries. We'll still appreciate going to see shows, but the collectors I think are going to be comfortable purchasing online yeah. in the future. And I think that the artists are going to become more comfortable and, with just putting their art out there. And to that point, if I can jump in quickly to that point, even when you do these in-person events, I agree with you. People are, I think they're going to really want to be in person, especially how long we've been doing this, but it's right. Um, <laughs> right. But there will always be a virtual component. I think if you're smart, you're going yes. to include a virtual component some way in what you're doing. Even Absolutely. if you have a physical event, if you, if you're smart and trying to expand, because there's no, because people are now, like you say, they've been cut their, their, their behavior has been changed. You have people Correct. like mm-hmm. my parents are, my parents do zoom. I, I uh-huh. know people's grandparents that do Zoom. Like everybody yeah. now, they, they, they got this. Like That's people used right. to be like, <laughs> yeah. they used to be like, well, yeah. how do you get online? Why don't I want to, why don't I want to do that? Yeah. Now everybody has yeah. to do it. Suddenly people can yeah. figure it out and they've yeah. had to. Yeah. And, and speaking to that, uh, you and I talked before we, we started, uh, before, before we started this session about how much nerds we are, Mark. Um, and we were discussing <laughs> books and we were talking about a book you, you, you were recommending to me, but you, right. we, you were talking about, and I want you to articulate that. And I want to get Jay's opinion too. Uh, he alluded to it. it. I want to get into it more. Your virtual kind of persona, how that's so important to really um, getting you more opportunities. You've talked to it uh, about it a little bit, but I really want mm-hmm. you to just to give some practical advice for for folks who may have the greatest art in the world, but you know, n- nope, they don't know how to get it out to the right people, and they don't right. know the strategy. Talk about how you would build your virtual persona that we talked about. Yeah, so I think a part of it is is that, you know, so technology is evolving, right? And um, so digital art is the, is the new conversation, right? Blockchain has opened up this whole new world of, um, you know, ways to have contracts, right? Ways to certify your work, ways that digital art now is giving artists the ability to earn money on their work in the secondary market. Right. And so that's a complete shift. Normally, an artist, you purchase your work today or you sell your work and that's the end of it. Now you sell your work and because of the blockchain and technology that's there, you're able now to benefit from it three, four sales down the road because of blockchain and the authenticity of that remains, you know, intact to preserve your work. But I think on a social level, just in general, we're all becoming more digital, right? The connection that we have to our cell phones and all the digital devices, we are already kind of cyborgs because you like leave your house, you probably would be more comfortable going outside without underwear than you would without your phone. You just feel completely <laughs> disconnected, right? Mark, is, just... a free, uh, Mark <laughs> is a very free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm saying to you is that, you know, people, I, you've seen, I've seen, okay, I've seen the, I've seen videos of people jumping out of their houses, like running away with their cell phone in their hands, like yeah. just stuff that goes viral, right? But anyway, what I'm trying oh, to say to you. We are addicted to the cell phone. We got it. You, you <laughs> created that image in our brain. Thank you very much. <laughs> so ultimately though, I think that connection is an extension. It's becoming an extension of who we are, Right. And that extension of who we are really is now residing, not the physical device, it's the, what the physical device connects us to. And what that physical device connects us to is our digital persona, right? So we all have our Instagram page of all the awesomeness that we did, right? <laughs> and all the Facebook awesomeness that we are. But now 
that's kind of like what I call the writings on the walls of our cavemen ancestors, right? It's very, um, very archaic, right? Yeah. In terms of where it could go, right? So what you have now is this opportunity where all of our content, now we're living in, a, in an era where I don't have photos of myself when I was 16 or 15 years old, that, that many of them that showed me what I ate every day and what I thought every day and yeah. where I went every day I, I, and the places, you I know. Mean, to get to your point, I will just, uh, and I'll let you finish, yeah. just, just, to, just to kind of think about it, crystallize it. Uh, I had a, um, uh, an AI technologist tell me this, and this was a few years ago. He said, in the last four years, there's been more information created and gathered than all of human history. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's happening now at a rate. That, was, that so, was three years ago when I said that. Yeah. So and that was three years changed. ago. So that's a, that's a, it's a whole nother level. But what, what's happening is literally because all this data now about us is online yeah. and it's aggregated. Right. And I call this the era of like losing individuality because we're kind of like becoming this consensus, right. Where, information that we're consuming is basically being presented to us through these algorithms based on a group of people. It's not just your thoughts, what you think you like right now, what you engage with online socially, it's not just you. They're looking at everyone that looks like you and formulating a mind yep. around that and kind of creating these groups. And literally like, creating their own, and, own right, reality that you believe the truth that's is. You, correct. And so AI now is no longer trying to predict what you like. AI already knows what you like. What AI is trying to figure out is what you will like next, right? Yeah. And so it's trying to predict what you're going to be, right? right. Who are you going to be, right? I don't want, I don't want to bring Jay into this conversation. Go ahead, yeah. finish up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But nevertheless, I think that that whole persona and all those things I'm talking about now is where art comes in. And so now it now becomes another part of your identity. So you drop art into the picture with all these other pieces and now start to build this completely new identity. That's who you are that lives in these digital devices right. you walk around with. Yeah, I want to talk to Jay. As I transition there, I think about a few things. One, um, you do have to be intentional about what you are representing and what you are doing on Facebook and Instagram. This is specifically true if you're an artist. It's true if you're an entrepreneur and anything else. You know, so be careful what you do. I mean, a lot of folks, we might have, we have some younger entrepreneurs on here and you know, if everything's with your shirt off or something like that, that's fine. If your art is bikini and models or you're doing that, mm -hmm. right? But if it's <laughs> but if it's something else you want to represent, mm -hmm. then you are literally leaving a digital footprint and you have to figure out, well, what do you want to do with that? I know that sounds like I'm being boring, but we do need to, as we think about how to really get past these barriers, Jay, you do have to be intentional about, you know, what you were saying and what you're putting out there in the world. And so I do think there's opportunities to uh, get around the traditional uh, the ways you had to go and exceed in art. I think those ways still work. But then if you don't have those ways, you can certainly go the digital route, but you have to be specific, intentional about how you do it. What are your thoughts? Uh, I think I think the word would be uh, professional, I, honestly. And uh, the second word I would use is, uh, second words I would use is multiple personalities. So like, I think that, I've had Facebook a long time. We already talked about age here. Uh, so I have two accounts now. I have one for my art life and one for family, honestly. And I think that with the art life, that doesn't mean I can't uh, uh, be political or I, I couldn't uh, do posts about other artists, you know, that kind of thing. But I try and keep it in a theme. 
I try and keep uh, in an area for my professional account. And then with my family account, that's where all my kid photos are and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and mainly I do it so my mom can, you know, <laughs> my mom can take the kid photos and actually print it out. I'm like, really? You're going to print out a Facebook photo? But anyway, that's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a, chi- that's, a, that's a shift, right? But you're I mean, yeah, already. so you're talking yeah. about you're talking about your uh, uh, your virtual <laughs> persona, your digital ID. Absolutely. But I think you can you can separate it so you don't feel that pressure all the time. Uh, but I honestly, that's a, that's a good point. I would. I, 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 but, but the thing is, you say it, even if you're angry and you post it, that stuff will be with you forever. No matter yeah. what you say on Twitter. Thank- Facebook. Yeah. Oh yeah. They will find it. Someone will find it for some Mm. reason or other. So just, Mm. I would just say be professional where you need to be professional. If it's a family one, that's family. That's fine, I guess, but they could dig that up too. So that's what I would say. And there's a lot of opportunities, I think that where you can just really build your art, your, your identity as an artist. I mean, Mark, you've done that, right? You have, you, you had a separate, uh, you've had a business before you had a separate, Facebook and uh, and profile. Oh man, this this so the transition has been <clears throat> incredible. <laughs> so Jay, is kind of piggybacking what you said. I think one of the things I think about all the time is authenticity, and mm-hmm. I and I share a quick story on that. So <clears throat> until two thousand nineteen, November two thousand nineteen, I was anonymous, right? Which means that I painted, did all this stuff with all these charities all over the world. And I stand in the back of the room, even with the charities that I was working with. And they had no idea that the painting that they're selling that's gonna benefit their charity, I was the person that did it, right? And so that was, it was great, loved it because I got a chance to do all the stuff I wanted to do and nobody had to say, oh, you're the one. So it came with this anonymity that was great, (laughs) I loved it. But then a friend of mine mentioned to me that, you know, there's no such thing as a famous um, secret, right? And um, really resonated with me. And I said, okay, I'm going to put myself out there. And it's a whole new paradigm, right, of taking my identity now and putting it out there in a way that is, hey, this is me. This is what I'm about. These are things that are important to me. And it's really had a serious shift in the reception that I get from people. Because now, you know, because there's this face of this guy that did something in China and England and Africa and the Caribbean is like, I had all these different faces depending on where I was. I could have been a Chinese artist. I could have been a, <laughs> you know, all these different things, but now the identity is square. And what I found is that being authentic is probably one of the most um, impactful pieces of this and showing my personality and being what real. That, what does that people. mean to be, uh, I know it sounds like it's easy, so, but and, a lot of people no, still have trouble with it. Well, yeah, I think, I think being authentic is showing people what you value, right? The things that are important to you and speaking to that. And as an artist, I think it's important to put those things out there. So, you know, one of the things I was passionate about, I didn't realize I was very passionate about was the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter piece, right? That happened last year with the George Floyd thing. And, you know, I'd see that stuff over the years and I always thought there's something that needs to be done, but kind of felt um, not empowered to do something about it. But when that situation happened, I was like, there's no way I can sit on my hands and not do something about this. And so it forced me to be like, I don't give a crap whether you think about my art or anything. I just need to say something about this because this is important. And the reception that I got from that was so overwhelming 
so much more overwhelming from all the other things that I may have done, right? Because it was truly just me. And there was no other motivation behind it except for just deeply feeling I needed to do something about what was happening. So I believe that people respond to being authentic. And I believe that as you're going into the digital space and being authentic, there's some responsibility that comes with that, with that, right? I think there's a bit of wisdom and responsibility, just like you guys said, everything lives on forever. But I think people also want to see that you have a life and that you have passions and that you have other things that you're interested in. And I think for me, aligning what's been helpful, because most of the things I've done in my art there's some pieces I've created just for the purpose of creating it for, okay, I liked how it looked, right? Or I wanted to create something like that. But a lot of it has been driven lately by purpose. Like I want to do something with this. Like the piece that you guys see in the background here for Nanny, right? Is the Jamaica National Heroes Project I'm working on right now, which is basically reviving and modernizing the portrayal of Jamaica's national heroes. So the National Heroes Project, right? What came out of something else, right? It came out of the whole George Floyd thing. Like for Marcus Garvey, so the George Floyd situation led me to this Africa focus and that Africa focus led me to Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey to our heroes. And then looking at our heroes, I'm a Jamaican by birth. I, went, I saw how they were represented, right? We had old black and white sketches. Like the image that you've seen of Nanny behind me is an image that was basically just a black and white sketch, right? Literally, right? so like almost one dimensional completely right and so i wanted to turn that into life and put life into it so what has motivated the work now and i find that is causing people to really connect with the things i'm doing is because a part of me it's literally coming out of what i truly am passionate about right and so doing this project now i'm taking the heroes and i'm reviving them and putting them out there and then that project has taken on a whole nother life and trajectory on its own, right? But that would not have happened had I just not followed what's really going on inside of me. Or yeah. if I was looking online to figure out what somebody else was doing, because this really is me. I'm connecting with this, you know, work. And because of that, other people also connect with it. And they see that it's genuine. It's coming from a genuine place. It's not just some, right. okay, this guy's creating this for, okay, he wants to go sell some art. Exactly. Uh, Jay, talk about your experience and kind of path with messed comics and how, how that it maybe it does, maybe it doesn't really reflect your authenticity or express something about you. I'm sure it does in some way. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I, I think with uh, the comic book world, what we try to do when I was trying to sell the artwork and uh, really just sell the book itself was just talking to people. Uh, when you could do that, when there were comic cons, when there were art fairs and everything and, and just telling them. And I tell them the story of uh, the inspiration of the comic book, which is, uh, uh, which is my daughter's, you know, I mean, uh, I think that with my daughter's uh, I wanted to create a strong character uh, who is Lily put, who you can see behind me. And uh, I want to create a strong character who happens to be female, who happens to be Asian and uh, what I really like about that is when I bring my daughters with me to comic book stores, bookstores, art shows, they get to see someone who looks like them on the shelf. Right. You know, and it, it, it's like, and I'm tr that is truly my motivation in doing this. And uh, when I talk to people, I think they can see. I, I agree with you, Mark. It's that it's that on authenticity. It's that uh, being genuine. I think yeah. it, that needs to be the core of what you do. Like right. nobody, I don't think anyone here wants to be an artist uh, for the money. 
<laughs> I, think, I don't think that's I don't think that's it exactly. There's I think a lot of money you can make from it though, Jay. You just can't start there though, but right, you go there. <laughs> if you start with that is what you're trying to do, then people will feel that, right? They'll just yeah. say, Okay, I'm just and it, and it will and it will be reflected in your work because you won't put in the yeah yourself. You you will put in what do I think will sell versus what what do I feel moved and motivated by? Two very different things. And if you absolutely yeah. Now if they're if if you're doing a commission and they want a particular thing or that's a little different or yeah. a particular yeah. color, that's that, yeah, that's right. different because it's it's what <laughs> right. you do. It's what you do. Right. That's so different. yeah, right. absolutely. But you usually don't get to that place where you're doing commissions for people unless you've built up a following that but people it, feel right. like they're that, that that you stand for something and they want to follow you. They want to follow what you are putting forward, your vision, and they, they see something that you see and they're drawn to it. So yeah. the, the other thing I would say, uh, and um, I started a theater company in Cincinnati called No Theater, and I came up with this philosophy, is that if you want to, if you want the community to support you, you need to support the community. And right. so in uh, pre-COVID, that's that's going to art gallery shows, that's talking to people, that's just showing support. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and again, we're trying to go for authentic. It's not, you're not falsely doing this. You're just showing right. support of different mm-hmm. artists, different mm-hmm. galleries, uh, different museums. And then I think you could do that um, uh with all the different streams. So going to Instagram and making comment on different artists, mm-hmm. authentic, genuine <laughs> comments and just showing support. I will admit, right. I, I, I sometimes I go through Instagram and find uh, work that is close to mine and I'll make comments. And if I don't right. like the work, I don't make a comment. Make a comment. I'm just like, well, yeah. I'll just, I'll just back off there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but, it, but yeah. it's, uh, and I think it, there's a retort there because they see my comment and they might go check out my work, yes. you know, that yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's being intentional about the community that you're building. Um, you're going to get a chance to talk to Jay, to talk to, uh, to Mark, to Mark, and they're going to each have their breakout rooms. You can ask them more questions. Please ask questions away. We'll have a live, we'll have our question and answer after this where you can ask them there. Um, I want to give one final question in we're, as we're trying to be intentional, keep these short sessions and then mm-hmm. uh, allow people to engage for the day. Uh, what would you, what would you tell yourself when you were first starting off? And, and, and if you could advise people, maybe it's a mistake that you made or it's, or, or it's a view you had wrong about the process of, of your art. Like what would you do now knowing the knowledge you have now, what would you advise yourself as the as as you were just starting off as an artist uh that you uh didn't know at that time and that you can maybe advise people on so i'll start with uh mark and we'll work down to jay or come to <laughs> man you dropped the heart on me first mark you're used to be we, we've had so many interviews you should you should be <laughs> open that fortune cookie open that fortune cookie <laughs> you know i'm gonna ask these type of questions <laughs> uh, that's a good one no so um, I, I think one of the things I would change go look looking back um, is uh, it's hard. I would say the the ex- exposing who I am part. Yeah. Right. I think I would uh, I would change that and just uh, putting myself out there. Um, I I think a part of it was a little bit of fear. You know, when I I started painting because of a wine and paint 
session, I didn't have any training. Like I don't have any training. <laughs> I literally <laughs> pick up a paintbrush and, you know, there's a talent hidden there, but I wish I just kind of put that out there. Um, and uh, so I think that's one of the things, but I also, I'm a strong believer that everyone has their path, right? And there's no right path and there's no wrong mm. path because if you're okay with where you are right now, then you're not where you are had you taken a different path, right? And so who knows how differently that could be. So a big part of how I look at life in general is um, I believe that you research, you look at the things that you want and are passionate about. There's, um, there's a saying I, I heard recently that um, when you marry what you're passionate about with what you're good at is where you really find professional happiness, right? And I think that being able to figure out if you are in alignment with the things that are um, you're passionate about deeply and the things that you find that come naturally to you um, to chase after those things and to put yourself out there. So that's, that's what I'd, I'd probably tell myself. And then just a one liner is go read Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And I say it like that simply because that book um, is, has so many lessons in it about just how to, um, how to persevere through the challenges. Most people don't fail because of the failures. You know, rejection is not failure. It's when you give up that you actually, you know, that's the real failure. So those are the things that I would kind of share with people. Well said. Jay. Uh, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, I think uh, if you're in this for the long haul, uh, there's no quick way for, there's no quick way and there's no real, what is success? Honestly, um, right. uh, I would say that it's uh, every, every day, if you could just do a little bit more and a little bit more, you know, it's mm -hmm. not like I'm going to focus one week out of the <laughs> month on this and it's not going to work like that. Right. <laughs> it's, and just really trying to divide it. I mean, again, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And uh, along that line is uh, don't burn bridges. Don't oh, burn important. those bridges. Remember, remember everyone you encounter, everyone you meet, try and collect information because you might need that later. Right. And again, I know there are toxic people out there. You can just kind of back away from them. But, uh, you know, just yeah. remember who you know. I mean, yeah. that, that, that that's such great advice. As The, the toxic people is something that like, we <laughs> having the... I've been in politics before and I know, and I know, I mean, all of us are in politics one way or another, whether we realize it, but I think if you learn how to uh, don't, don't become toxic by responding to the toxic people, cause you can get that way. And I, and I, I, I seen the trap I've, I've fallen for it before. <laughs> don't do it. And so, uh, so my, my, my quick advice I would say is a couple of things. One, no regrets, only lessons. You, you can't, if you go back and go right. to saying like, when I ask these questions about what you would do, over again, I look at it more as a reflective exercise than I need to go back and change things because what, you, mm -hmm. you can't. I mean, none of us have invented tra time travel yet. And, right. you know, and if you've seen the movies, it's probably not a good idea. So it's, right. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> right. there's that not having any regrets, only lessons. And then, as Jay kind of said, when you just focus and try to build little habits and grow every single day, don't don't focus on, well, I'm not here, mm -hmm. I'm not there or compare yourself all of us, it's natural to compare yourself. And that's just say, mm -hmm. stop it. Cause timelines are false. Cause it's not your time. It's not, you're looking at somebody yeah, else's yeah. timeline. That's not your timeline. Yeah. Focus on your race, stay focused and build 
each day become better. And I promise you, the proceeds will follow if you focus on the process. So we appreciate Correct. the time uh, of everybody else. So this was a great session. Hey, you guys got down the art, the art of the hustle. <laughs> appreciate your time. All right. Thanks a bunch, Rob. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah.